welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features New Orleans-based gallery owner, Casey Langtu. I was so excited to hear that Casey had already heard about the podcast and listened to a few episodes before I even asked her to be a guest. Seriously, I felt so honored because I've been podcasting for almost a year and it has been very slow growth, but it has been picking up quite a bit lately, which I'm super excited about. But with this interview, I already knew that Casey was going to be a really positive example of what a working artist can be. She has her own gallery in New Orleans, is rocking Instagram, and doing it all with a smile on her face. (laughs) But seriously, you guys should check out her Instagram before listening to this episode, or while you're listening to it. The link is in the notes. It's Casey Langtu-Art. Again, the link is in the notes, because I just want you to see her style. It is all her own. It's bright and fun and cohesive and just magical. (laughs) And I had to ask her, how did you find your own style? Like it's really specific. And she gave me so many tips and strategies for how she personally narrowed it down, but I'll let her explain it to you. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Casey Langtu. Okay, so can you just kind of introduce yourself, maybe tell a little bit about how you got into the arts and just that whole shebang? Absolutely. So um, my name is Casey Langto Johnson. I am born and raised New Orleanian. Uh, I've been painting since I was a kid. I actually went to uh, LSU for painting and drawing. And uh, I, you know, I was thinking back then that I would apply that, uh, you know, degree to something more practical, a nine to five career. And after a while of like working, you know, in a normal job, it was just like not my thing. I found myself painting all the time in my like free time and it was just like too much. So I slowly started working from like part-time to now full-time, you know, I slowly um, worked less at that job and was painting more. Mm -hmm. And um, 
So I went full-time recently. I went full-time in January 2019 as a full-time artist. Uh, so that's been great. And uh, it's just, it's, it's so different now that I'm full-time. I feel like I have so much more time to do things. I actually opened a gallery uh, in November a couple of months ago, and that has been awesome. Oh, my God. I saw that. Yeah, I saw you had, like, a gallery opening party or something kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you guys yeah. are wearing all the sparkly dresses, and it just looked amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I painted my dress for it to match the theme, and so that was really fun. Oh, that's so fun. So you mentioned you went to LSU. What was your degree? Painting and drawing. Oh. It's like a, you know, they make you do studio arts, but I had a, um, I had a uh, concentration in painting and drawing. Oh, very nice. It, it's so nice to be using your degree as so many people are not. So it's just, it's kind of nice to be <laughs> utilizing that. Yeah, I know. I definitely didn't think that this was possible. I was just kind of, I, I did it because I loved painting and I was just thinking I could use, you know, what I've learned to do something else. But it was crazy. Like, I didn't think that I always believed that it was a starving artist, you know, and I didn't think this was possible. So it is really cool to still be doing it. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And I, we're, we're very similar in that I went and I got a painting degree as well. But even when I was in school, I was like, this is just for fun. Like, I don't really like this is just my favorite thing to do. I didn't actually think that I could use it. I like, hoped one day. And but yeah, it's just it's so crazy how that that mentality is just it's so far out. But I feel like nowadays with Instagram, too a lot of people are like, oh, like you can do this, you can do that. And it's just almost right. a little bit more attainable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now that, I mean, when I graduated, it wasn't really a big thing on Instagram, like artists as a career, but now I think it is encouraging for other artists who are just starting out to see successful painters, um, you know, doing this full time and, you know, actually supporting their family with this. Yeah, for sure. So what was the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist? I would say, so at first, um, when I first graduated, I was just doing commission paintings, like, you know, friends and family, and it kind of grew from there. I had like an, a little Etsy and things like that. So I was just doing commissions. And like, you know, when you're doing commissions, it's typically you're doing the same painting over and over again, or like changing it slightly. Like I would be doing oyster paintings, but like in different colors, and, or I would be doing like a large abstract that they wanted that I wouldn't necessarily create. Um, and so I realized that I needed to you know, fulfill my creativity in other ways. So I made time for collections. And I think that's what really um, was a tipping point for me in turning it into a full-time career. When you do collections, you're obviously, you know, developing your style. You're trying something new. You have like a, you know, you, you start to gain like a, a larger portfolio of subject matter. Um, so I think that definitely was the, the tipping point. And it also like, you know, it helped me grow my, my skill for painting because I was trying something new. So finding a collection, I, I think that's great advice for a lot of people. And I think also a lot of people are, a lot of artists, including myself, we're just kind of like, oh, I want to paint animals. Oh, I want to paint landscape. Oh, I want to do this and that and everywhere. <laughs> so do you have any tips for finding your style? Because you have a very set style and it's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, if you go back in my, my grid, you'll see that it has changed so drastically in the past four years. Um, like before, I mean, like, I think the main thing is to like kind of put your blinders up and not be looking at what other people are creating or like having other people tell you what to create. As far as like, you know, I was working on gold leaf abstracts for a while and abstracts are just not my thing. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop doing what other people, you know, are what other people are doing and create something that I would want to hang in my house. So I started just painting things that I loved um, and 
And then in turn, people love that because it was different and like they hadn't seen it a million times. So I would definitely say just kind of putting your blinder dubs. Don't don't look at everyone's Instagram. Don't, you know, get your creativity and inspiration from artists, but get it from like your experiences because then you're going to find your own style naturally. So true. Yeah, I think we're all we're all guilty of scrolling Instagram and being like, oh, that's working for her. Maybe it'll work for me kind of a thing. Right. And like you're either going to have to be the cheapest at what you do or different. And, yeah. you know, I oh, decided to be different. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's a really good quote. You're going to either have to be the cheapest or or, you know, stand out like that's, ooh, that's exactly that's good. <laughs> so what, what makes up your typical work day? How many hours do you typically send painting? So I think I'm like unusual with this because I know a lot of artists just kind of paint whenever they feel, feel creative. And I love that. Uh, but I can literally paint like all day, every day. And so I need to like set up restraints. So I have a social life and I have a family life. So I try to paint from like nine to five <laughs> on like Monday through Friday, because if not, I think it would just overflow so much into my life. Um, and I'm trying to like, you know, set restrictions so that I don't, you know, and also like burnout is a real thing. Like I don't want to be working until like 10 PM every night and not, you know, enjoying, you have to actually like get out to get inspiration. So if I'm painting all day, I'm not going out, getting inspiration and creating something new. Oh, you are a wise woman. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've had to learn that the hard way. Last year, I did so many late nights in a row, and I was like, it's okay. I'm, I'm motivated. I'm like, I want to do all of this, and then I just burn out. <laughs> like, right, yeah, I so know. You're, you're so right. It's exhausting. It's, it is. And it, I mean, like, I am still guilty of it. Like, I feel like, you know, yes, I am only painting for like, you know, the eight hours a day or something like that. But then, you know, afterwards, I'm still like feeling the itch to like answer emails or like, create new marketing materials. And it's just, you know, so you have to be careful. It's hard. I understand. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> so are there any painting techniques that you've picked up through your experience? I know that I saw, I saw one post that I'm remembering specifically, and it might've been a couple times back where you, you laid out your colors and they were, they weren't like red, green, yellow, like, like all the, all the, like the main colors, you had specific right. pastel colors that you kept to your, and I was like, <laughs> that is so smart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely um, try to work with, like I have, before I even started painting, I kind of come up with the color scheme. I went to um, like Home Depot one day and just took a bunch of those little cards, those little like color cards um, and brought those home. <laughs> and I basically go through it before I started painting and pick out things um, that, I think, you know, I pick out a scheme that works well and then I create that within the paints. Um, but as far as like, I don't know, I guess whenever I make a collection, I, the first thing I do is I go through this list I have. I have like a list of hundreds of just different subject matter, things like that, like inspiration, things that I want to paint. And so like, for example, I was making um, the champagne collection I had and I knew the broad spectrum. Okay, I want to paint champagne. And so I went through the list after that and I was like, okay, well, what, what can I pull from this list that will work well with champagne and make the, you know, the whole piece kind of unique, each piece in the collection unique. So that's when I grabbed like, let's say macaroons. I've always wanted to paint macaroons. So I grabbed that from the list. I grabbed um, bumblebees, butterflies, peonies, just like random things from that list and, you know, um, added it into the collection. Um, I'm trying to think. Other than that, I, I don't know if you, you know, notice with my style, but I use lots of thick paint. Um, and so I've experimented a lot with uh, different mediums. And so uh, I would definitely recommend that to any artist to like, just, you know, get a few little tubes of mediums. I'm like, that can completely transform your style. Awesome. So you said thick paint or stick paint? What was it? 
Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said thick paint. I, oh, I, thick uh, paint. I had like a gel medium to all of my acrylic paints to make it super thick and textured. And I think that's where my style started to develop when I started to, you know, mess, you know, experiment with mediums. Oh, very cool. So uh, do you use, is it mostly acrylic? How long, mm-hmm. how long yep. does it take to dry is my first question, <laughs> if it's really thick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I work, I try to work pretty fast. So I would say um, probably like five hours for like one portion of the painting to dry completely. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. then that's, that's not, that's not oil paint, <laughs> but it's, it's not super, and it can, could, could probably help you like, you know, expand the time. So you have some time to work it. And... Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, yeah, since it is so thick that I, I can kind of just like, let's say I don't like it. I could just scratch it off and like mix the color again. And you know, Ooh. so yeah, I really enjoy that process. Oh yeah. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to your Instagram and look for like a uh, a time lapse now just to like see how yeah, you do that. <laughs> I, have, I have a bunch of those. Yeah, absolutely. I have to post more, but yeah. <laughs> um, so what is the one thing you don't like to paint without? So this is okay. So I would, I can honestly paint without anything. Like I, if I didn't have paint, like I would make paint, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I would say like, just like fig- figuratively, if I, I always try to come into the studio each day with like a positive outlook on the day or just like saying like, okay, you know what, you know, instead of having like the stress of like, okay, I need to do this. I need to hurry up and do that. I just say like, I will create good work today and I will bring joy to people through this work. And like just starting with that mentality and like throughout the day, just kind of like a mantra, just saying it throughout the day really helps me like create good work. Cause I'm like, you know what? This is great. You know? Oh, I love that. I love that answer. No, nobody's really said that. Uh, they they usually said like you know music or stuff like that but nobody's really like focused on the mentality part which is so important and just like and so you you come in your studio do you like say it in your head or do you kind of say it out loud you're like this is gonna be an awesome day (laughs) I'm probably out loud it's just me and my dogs you know (laughs) yeah they're not judging me (laughs) so true I love that putting it out there in the atmosphere like in in the universe just say honestly saying and writing things down like makes them come true you know what I mean like you just have to put it out there so true. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to work that into my, my daily habits. Like, this is going to be a good day. And like, yeah. I, I love every bit of that. Absolutely. Are there, so on kind of the flip side, are there any lessons you've learned the hard way with art? I mean, yes. I mean, of course, there are things that I had maybe not learned like the hard way, like being, you know, screwed over or something like that. But it's mainly like the amount of time I've had, you know, t- it takes time to learn things. So I guess the main two things is not investing in myself earlier. Like, I don't, I don't know if like if if four years ago, I saw some of these like classes like that you offer and other people offer. I wish that existed then. I don't think it did. But I I would have invested in that so quickly because I had to learn all of these things the long way, maybe not the hard way, but the long way. Um, Also, not doing print soon enough. It took me like, I don't know why, I guess I just have like a, a weird mindset about doing prints. I thought that it like cheapened your original paintings and things like that. And I started like doing prints on my website in November and it has completely transformed like my, my job, like my, this whole, the whole thing. Um, and I really appreciate now that I have them, like uh, I listened to your three tier podcast. And that was like so great. I think people really need to listen to that one oh. because you learn how, you know, to set like, you know, levels like uh, like a $50 print and then you have like your $200, 
canvas print and then you have your originals and, and, and it really gives buyers or collectors, um, you know, different price points to work with. And also like, you know, someone might not be looking for a huge original painting. Maybe they just want a little print for their office. So uh, it's, it's great to have that, um, for them. I love that you, you made my day as somebody of your level as well is just, is listening to the podcast and using it too. I'm like, that just makes my day, makes my week. So thank you for, yeah, for mentioning absolutely. that. But yeah, I, I was in the same boat as you a couple years ago of like doing prints. Cause it's just, it's like a whole other thing to figure out too. Like how, yes. how are you getting them print? Where are you getting them? What are you going to do? And it's like, I remember it's so complicated. Yeah. I remember being <laughs> there and I put it off for like I don't know, six months or, or more longer of like, just like, I'll do a little bit. And then I was just scared. And I remember thinking, I'm like, if there was like a, a step-by-step program of how to make friends, like I would buy it right now. And I'm like, oh, maybe, right. maybe I'll create it. And then I did. So it's just, oh, that's so useful for people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, for sure. Um, so huge. do you have a favorite past project? I would say, um, as like a whole, I had a collection come out, um, last October, it was, um, it was a, a collection. It was called, um, break free, the break free collection. And each painting, I had 30 paintings, like pretty large paintings in that collection. It took a while to make, but, um, each painting was named titled after a queen song. So that was really fun to kind of just like, you know, break free of some like traditional titles and like have fun titles, like fat bottom girls and killer queen. Um, so I really enjoyed that one. But the reason I think that I like that, that project the most out of all of the past collections I've had is because that's when I started looking into a gallery space. Um, originally, whenever I went full-time in January, I wanted, um, I wanted to have like almost like a, a big celebration, a party saying like, Hey, look, I'm full-time artist. Like I'm making this work. So I, uh, started researching then trying to think, all right, let me just have like a collection release and have like um, a solo show to sell, you know, a solo show to celebrate the collection release. And so I started looking at different venues, like wedding venues, uh, restaurants, things like that. And I quick like to have the show at, and I quickly realized that I wanted to have my own space uh, that I could decorate and like, you know, give, give my, give everyone like the whole branding experience, like the, the whole thing. So um, I started looking at different retail spaces in New Orleans. Uh, I went up and down uh, popular shopping streets and looked at the for sale and for rent signs <laughs> in the windows. And I would call any place that was vacant and talk to the realtor and explain that I just wanted to rent their space for one day. And, uh, and you know, I would be like, OK, like, you know, it's already vacant. So, like, I could give you some money and pay you for one day. And like, so that was like a whole process. And it was really hard to find a place that would accept that. And eventually I did. And it was like the perfect place. Lots of natural light, lots of wall space. And uh, they allowed me to rent the space for two weeks, uh, one week in the beginning. And I mean, one week to set up and one week to take everything down and like the show right in the middle. So that was awesome. Um, we had the big show, which I think that's what you were talking about in the beginning. Yeah. We had that big show and uh, it was so successful that I was like, you know what? Like, can we just stay here a little bit longer? <laughs> So we end up running in this space for, you know, another year or so. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. And that's also something I know nothing about, just having a gallery. So I have a few couple questions about it. So yeah, do you get most of your sales from passerbys or do you hold events and get most of, make most of the income? Like what's kind of, what's the strategy for having a gallery? Because it sounds fabulous. Yes, it's so great. <laughs> um, 
it's a little bit of everything to be honest we do have like a lot of tours going down the street that is on so that's great because people who've never seen my work can like you know they look in the window like what's going on in there and they pop in they love it they either take a card or they like get a little print that they can travel home with um but I also do host like uh parties and you know I had like a huge Christmas party and uh collection release and things like that um the, the street that it's on also has like different art walk nights. So those are really awesome because I can meet new collectors. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, honestly, it's just, it's nice for, to have a space where people can go, like people who maybe have seen my work before who live locally can go and, you know, see things in person. Cause it, you know, artwork looks so completely different in person. You have a different experience with it in general. So I, I found it very valuable to have a space for people to, to just, even if they don't buy anything, just to come say hello and we can connect that way. Yes, I love that. Okay, uh, so where do you get most of your commissions and where do you make most of your sales? Are they mostly from inside the gallery? Is it online? Is, how many square feet is your gallery? Just so, it looks pretty big. It, yeah, it's, um, it's like a thousand square feet. Okay. Um, and it has really tall ceilings, so it looks a little bit bigger. Oh. Um, but yeah, I think, I think about half and half, like I get half of my sales from the gallery and then the other half from online or like through Instagram. Um, I found that, I mean, Instagram is so huge because people can find me on Instagram and then go to the gallery in real life and see everything in person. But, um, also like email marketing, I think is a great way to connect with your collectors. Cause you know, sometimes Instagram can be so loud. Um, it's nice to have like an intimate group of people that, um, I can share artwork with too yes I love I definitely that. also for other artists out there who are like trying to get commissions I would definitely recommend um putting a commission tab on your website so like instead of just having like a shop and an about me have like a third one that says uh commission and then in that you can have your entire process laid out for people and you know they, they'll see like hey wait this person does do commissions this is how it works this is how much it costs you know and I think that that helps a lot oh that's such that's gold advice too. Yeah, just putting it all out there so they don't they don't even have to ask. They're like, oh, I should I need to email her, and, and then this is my right. what it costs. Okay, that's that's great. Anybody that's listening, that's like, if you're not getting as many commissions like on your website, that might be why. <laughs> like you almost have right. to like herd people like cattle. Sometimes it's like go here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, also someone who doesn't understand how the like an, how an artist works, they're probably like, oh, well, she doesn't have time for commissions. You know, she yes. doesn't do that. Like, I don't want to ask. I'm nervous to ask. She's, you know, so it's nice to like lay it all out. You know, I even have like a frequent, frequently asked questions tab just to, you know, some people are curious about my policies and things like that. So just having it all there in that way, you're not answering these same questions over and over again. So true. Yes, that's that's so true. Cause I get I get a lot of the time people are like, hey, I I know you're really busy, but can you do this? And I'm like, I mean, I'm busy, but like not really. But because they see us posting every day, and they're like, right. oh man, she is right. just she is so busy. And it's like, kind of, right. I want your work for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's like how many you people are like exactly. It's like how many people are like looking at that and being like, oh, there's no way she would take on my commission. Like just to kind of break down right. the barrier of like, nope, I welcome all. <laughs> Yes, make it very approachable for sure. Yes. What are your future art plans and goals? What are you working on right now? What's coming up? Yeah, so um, right now I'm just working on a few um, a few different collections. I've I try to schedule like maybe two months every once in a while to just work on like my work, and um, and then the other months I'll work on commissions. But I do have um, a floral commission. I mean, a 
floral collection coming up. And then after that, I have a New Orleans collection. But I guess my goals are just to like keep bringing joy to like people's homes and, you know, continuing to, I guess, just like stay positive, especially like in this time. I think um, it's important for people to see some joy on Instagram or their Facebook. I feel like whenever I'm going through right now, it's a lot of negativity. And I'm just my goal for this moment right now is just to to bring happiness and something, you know, beautiful to people's lives. Yes, that's amazing. (laughs) Is there any art advice that you would give to aspiring artists who are just starting out but don't know where to start? Yes, absolutely. So I find that setting goals um, has really helped me just like putting something down on paper, like, hey, like, I, you know, thinking, do I want, what do I want? You know, and then once you figure that out, writing it down, um, setting yearly goals, I think is huge, whether it be just like a certain amount that you make per year, or honestly, like I make, uh, how many collections will I make this year? Okay, like, I want to make five collection releases, I want to, you know, that's how I rented out the space. I was like, I definitely want to have a huge party to celebrate you know, this whole being a full-time artist, like that was one of my huge goals. So writing that down. Um, also, I would say like investing in yourself, uh, whether that be through time or money. Um, there's so many free resources out there, like your podcast, um, you know, different uh, courses you can take. And, you know, just really like believing that, hey, this is possible. Um, and these are some shortcuts to make it even more possible. Yes, I love that too. Yeah, just like setting goals and figuring out what you want, like you said. Because a lot of people, I'll ask, like I'll ask a lot of my students too, be like, "Hey, what, what, what do you want to do this quarter?" And they're like, "Um, I don't, I don't paint." I'm like, "But paint what?" <laughs> they're like, "I don't know." Like, right. It's so cute, but it's just like a lot of people don't know what they want, and even I too have to like sit down and like write it out, and like because so many things get jumbled. I'm like, "Okay, what's a priority?" Yeah. And like setting a priority. So I love all of that. Exactly. There's, it's so loud out there. And so it's hard to figure out exactly like what you're searching for as a person. So you really need to like do some soul searching and figure that out before you just go on and live life. You know what I mean? Yes. So true. <laughs> well, that's all I have. And if anybody has any questions or if you have any last minute comments, but I, this is awesome. I think a lot of artists yeah. will take, take a lot from this. And I really appreciate your time. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just wanted to say congratulations on your wedding. It looked absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yes. We're, we're, we're still in the honeymoon phase. We're like, marriage is so fun. And it's so weird right now, too, with like the whole quarantine yeah. thing. But we're like, we're quarantined together. <laughs> right. No, that's so true. I'm sure you're very happy to have each other right now, especially. Where was your wedding? It looked gorgeous. Yeah, it was in Aruba. So, and we, luckily, yeah, luckily we did it right, but like uh, mid-February, so before all of this stuff, but yeah, and then we went to Antarctica for our honeymoon, which was Oh, I know, I saw that. That was so unbelievable. What an experience. Yeah, we had been saving for like a year and a half. We're like, we we got this. So yeah, it was amazing. But yeah. Wow, that's like once in a lifetime trip. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's about it. Uh, thank you so much again. Someone, someone just commented like, "Thank you, great interview." Thank you, and I think I had there was a, there were several on there that was like, "Thank you so much for this advice." And so, I know. of course, I'm happy to help. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, one last thing, could you just uh, say like, where what's the best way to contact you? Is it through your website or Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. Either way, um, my name again is Casey Langtow Art. Well, that's my um, Casey Langtow Art is my handle on Instagram. Langtow spell. Well, Casey is C A S E Y. Langtow is L A N G T E A U. 
art. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Instagram or on my website. I would love to meet you. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Well, let's keep in touch and I will talk to you later. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.